Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions. Welcome to the Riot Podcast. This is Bob Shoneman alongside Pete Robertson. What's up, my man? Hey, Pete. How are you today? I'm doing great. You look like you're cold. I am cold. It is cold it's here. It's sweatshirt weather. I woke up this morning and when my Brazilian fill, uh, my Brazilian friend pops up on their Instagram and says five degrees Celsius. But at first, you it, had no idea what that meant, right? Yeah, at first I didn't read the Celsius. I was like five degrees. What? <laughs> <laughs> and then I looked it up. It was thirty nine degrees last night. Uh, so the rest of the world hears thirty nine degrees, and they're and like, I think "That's we're warm." Baking. Yeah. 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 Nope. Nope. 39 is cold, especially in Orlando. Very well, cold. Yeah. If you're used to warm weather and then you're getting that cold, it's it's cold. It's a cold it one. It is. But they don't care about weather. I like wearing my sweater, though. I like <laughs> the to time, cuddle. By the time you guys hear this podcast, it'll be 80 degrees in Orlando again. So it is yeah. what it is. Beach weather. What'd you do this weekend, Pete? Besides uh, watch football. Football. Yeah, I'm over football. You're what about over it? some more yeah. football? There was a lot of playoff games this weekend. Yeah. They spread it out too. It yeah. seemed like it lasted forever. I did love that a lot of you know a couple a few friends came over and we got to hang out. I like that part. You came over for a little bit. A I, little bit. I really like the the fellowship. Yeah, that was fun. And, and eating. That's always fun too. There was food. Yeah, there was. Oh, you didn't have any. You came at the end where there's all. Food I came way gone. too late to get food. It's all good. <laughs> you snooze, there was, you lose. I, there was a slice of cold pizza. It was delicious. Thank you. Cold. I yeah. made it fresh. What are you talking about? <laughs> was not cold. It may have been cold because you waited. That could be. Oh, that's Christine, by the way. Oh, hi, Anybody Christine. Else? They forgot me. That's okay. No, we yep. did not forget. How can we, we would forget never forget you? you. Right. There we, you are, front and center, right in, right there. We you, can't miss it. If it, it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be even. Anybody would not even be able to hear us. Remember, that's true. That's true. We would be talking in an empty <laughs> room, and nobody would ever hear about it. So, uh, tell us a joke, Christine. Do you have one? I have something uh, cute that our daughter posted the other day. Yeah. So she posted, I dream of a better tomorrow where chickens can cross the road and not be questioned about their motives. That is funny. <laughs> why did the chicken cross the road? That, that's what she said. She goes, why, why are they asking? There's no motives behind it. None whatsoever. And my other daughter—that's good. I've never heard of that joke with the perspective of the chicken. That's good. I like it. My other daughter told a joke one time. Brianna, she goes, um, what? "She was five. She was five. She goes, why did the monkey fall out of the tree?'" And we we're like, uh, "We we I don't answered know. a few things. Gravity. Because he yeah. slipped. Yeah. She goes, missed the branch. She goes, no, daddy, because he's dead. It's so, a <laughs> wow. That took a that took a weird turn. So so. That's the reason why Monkey falls out of the tree because he's dead. <laughs> I told what? that joke. I told that joke to. I was in Morocco and uh, up in where's is that in the northern region? Is that where they eat monkey brains? No, oh. but I was in a small air, a village, and I had this translated. And um, I was telling uh, a Muslim uh, friend there, and I and I told him because he wanted me to tell a joke. So I said, "Well, my Brianna told my my daughter Brianna told me this joke. I'll tell it to you." He started cracking up laughing, and he went and told all of his village friends. So that's the testimony to that joke. It carried on. And he's probably telling it in Morocco today to all of his Muslim friends. So, so in the right culture, it's funny. That was yes. really funny. It was, it, was, it was funny. It would be funny in India, too. Why? They have a lot of wild monkeys. Yeah, those monkeys there are mean, some of them. They go right up and take your stuff or whatever. So, yeah, it's fun. All right, what else? What else is fun? What else is going on? Well, Everybody's quiet. 
Oh, this is a big week, Pete. Um, oh yeah, you talk about you know Barry. Barry will be here next week to yeah. kind of share what happens this weekend. But we're uh, the Go Church is being launched this weekend in Orlando. So you know if you if you're in the Orlando area and you don't be, you know you don't belong to a, a local body, you, well shame on you. No, just kidding. There's no shame. But um, man, we would love to have you come down and, and and check it out, and at least enjoy the celebration of the launch with us. So. Um, that would be cool. And we're meeting at 1030 at, at Toho Pekalika. Easy for me to say high school. Toho. Everybody times. just calls it Toho, right? Toho High School. Can you say it? Toho Pekalika. No, I won't so even attempt it's it. It's on Boggy Creek, just south of the airport. It sounds we're, Indian. It, it is Indian. I yeah, know, I think I probably that. Seminole or something. I, don't, well, I should look it up, see what it means. <laughs> but um, yeah, 1030. Um, Barry will, I'm sure, have an amazing message for, for all of us that are that are there. But uh, yeah, if you're in the area, it'd be really cool if you any, stop by and Any of our listeners us. that have been with us for a while, you know, Barry was on typically every week and now he's on once or twice a month now. Um, but the reason why he's transitioned is because he's been um, gearing up to do this. So this is kind of exciting. And, you know, as our friend, we're going to support him and, and anybody else that's out there and you have something, you you know, if you can get away on Sunday, come, you know, and if you need more information, go, go ahead and contact us because you'll probably be hearing this on Thursday, Friday or Saturday. Contact us and we would love to get you connected to how you can get there. It's okay. at okay. 1030. I have a question as a mom. <clears throat> yep. Is there child activities? Yes, absolutely. Children's program will be set up, so your little ones will have a, a place to go, and uh, they will be hearing uh, their stories and, and a message as well. So it's not just a you know drop them off and let them play kind of deal. They will they will learn something as well, which is really really cool. You know, another thing I just thought of is how many real estate agents are in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> Um, over 20,000. I don't know the exact number. I think it's like 23,000, something like that. It's huge. It's so there's huge 20, there, I mean, the competition is crazy. Yeah. So Bob was just honored with, uh, uh, being one of the top 500 real estate agents in Orlando, Florida. And that's like a huge deal. It is. It is. Thank I, you for bringing that up. <laughs> yeah. So, Bob. It, I mean, I say that too, because if there's anybody that's needing to sell a house or buy a house, Anywhere in the United States, maybe even the world, even in the world, because yeah. EXPs it worldwide. We're in like 18, 19 countries now. So if you need a person, a recommendation, or help with that, you can't. I mean, if anybody knows this show and you've heard Bob's heart, and um, you know what you're getting with that. And so give us a call and reach out to him or look up online Bob at EXP and real estate. Bob Shoneman. Bob Shoneman. You guys are spell too that. Kind. Yeah. But that would be exciting. Bobs. No, God has been uh, just just amazing. Twenty twenty one was an amazing year, and uh, I'm glad I'm glad it doesn't depend on me. You know, it depends on Him, and uh, He's just He blew us away this year. So He's showing off again, Pete. He's showing off. He's so good. You he know, is. another thing I was just thinking is we got to give recommend recognition. How do you say recognition? that word? Recognition. Yeah, thanks. That one. <laughs> it, we. <laughs> Jeepers. Um, to our donors, there's people yeah. that have helped and come alongside of us. Listen, we are a, a 501c nonprofit and um, we are listener supported. And uh, it does take quite a bit of money to run this thing. You know, every year we we kind of have all the facts on our on our website at riotpodcast.co. But thank you to our donors that have come alongside of us and helped us and uh, are faithful to that. And we are so honored and so blessed. And so you know who you are. Those are the real heroes right yeah. there, Pete. Thank you. Very blessed by that. Yes. So don't want to lose that. All right, Christine, anything else before we start the show? 
That's all, folks. You have another joke? That's all, folks. <laughs> knock, knock. Knock, knock. Who's there? Knock, knock. No, wait. Knock, knock. Who's there? Banana. Banana who? Knock, knock. No, no, no. Knock, knock. Who's there? Banana. Banana who? Knock, knock. Why does she keep saying this, Bob? I don't know. You haven't said who. I don't know this one yet. No. I got another knock, knock, knock for you, though. Wait, wait Bob, who's there? Let's finish it. Who's Gosh. there? Who's there? <laughs> Orange. Orange who? Aren't you glad I didn't say banana? I'm aren't you glad I, you didn't say uh, knock, knock again? <laughs> my daughter, her favorite knock, knock joke. You ready? Yeah. All right. Knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. <laughs> Interrupting, Interrupting cow. <laughs> Oh, she's loved that joke forever. Sorry. Oh, my Lord. If that was us. loud in your ears, I apologize. Hey, Christine, I know that you're going to be signing off here in a second, but would you like to open us in prayer and get this, this started? Would, that, would you be honored to do that? Sure. One more joke, though. Okay, go ahead. What do you call... Um, <laughs> what, do you, what happens when you mix a chicken with a cow? Brown chicken, brown cow. Brown chicken, brown cow. Oh, no. That was from my sister-in-law, Teresa. Was a it? A long time ago. <laughs> brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> oh, okay. mercy. Open us Lord, help us. Let's All do right. it. Lord, Father, we just thank you for this day. Again, we just thank you for the opportunity to um, be here and to discuss your word and to dive deeper into it. Lord, I pray for all of our listeners as they're listening. Lord, that you would just open all of our hearts and our ears to hear what you're saying. Lord, teach us um, how to obey your word, how to walk in your truth, how to um, just be in fellowship with you on a daily basis. Lord, so the words that we speak today may be filled with your spirit, with your gentleness, and with your love. And we just love you. We love you, Lord, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 <clears throat> thank, Amen. You, thank you. Thank you. So, Pete, last week we jumped into the book of John, and uh, we, we talked to our, our audience, talked to you guys out there about how we're going to run, kind of walk through, not run, we're going to walk through the book of John over the next uh, year. year, probably, yeah. 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 And, and again, we'll have some one-offs, and we'll do some, you know, if there's hot topics we need to talk about, we can take a pause, And and uh, but the goal is to kind of just really... Uh, digest and just learn as much as we can from this amazing, uh, this amazing book, the fourth gospel, the, uh, the the book of John. In fact, we dove into it last week and we got through a total of four verses, I think. <laughs> so this may take a while, guys. No, but it, it it's all good. And you know, la- last week we we kind of started the show and we talked about uh, a little bit about the seven names that John gives to Jesus in his gospel. And, uh, you know, one of those was the word, and that's really kind of where we opened up last week and really dove into that, spent a lot of time talking about that. Um, This week, we're going to break down... um, No, that's what we did, was we broke down that word in three different In three different... Oh, yeah, that's right. The What was it? It was the eternal word, the creative word, and there was one other one. The incarnate word. Uh, That's what it was. So that was fun, and uh, if you missed that, make sure you dive... Back into last week's episode, easy to find. It's just the one previous to this one. What, Christine? What number are we on? What what number podcast so they can identify that? I put her on the spot. Sixty three, I think. Sixty three. Yeah, that would I think have been sixty two. That sounds that sounds right. Yeah. So, um, just back up and, and and you really you don't want to miss last week's show. Last week's show was amazing. But today we have a new day, and we're gonna we're gonna go over two more names that John gives to Jesus. First, he is the light of the world, mm. and secondly. He is the son of God. Yeah. I'm excited because um, 
you know, again, we the biggest verse last week was in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. And um, I don't know if we, I think we did justice to it, but I mean, again, the word of God is everything. So as Jesus spoke it into existence, boom, it happened. So we, we just try to comprehend that for a second. It's, it's a little overwhelming. And then today we're going to talk, what, what is the difference between light and dark? Oh, yeah. So what? I think a lot of people, and maybe it's because of this culture we grew up in, at least here in America with the, with the Star Wars, everybody's seen Star Wars, right? And, and lightness and darkness is always portrayed as op- opposites. But darkness is not the opposite of light. It is the absence of light. That's it. And so today we're going to talk about how God is light. He's the light of the world and, and it and it encompasses a little bit more than actual physical light. I mean, it's light spirit. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then also the son of God, um, you know, uh, GK Chesterton said the issue is now clear. It's between light and darkness and everyone must choose a side. And so today we're going to talk about that one side, and that is Jesus being the light. But before we read John 1, uh, 1 verses 4 through 13, let's give these verses some context. Life is a key theme we see in John's gospel. In fact, he uses it 36 times. So whenever we come across life as we're reading it, understanding that John is making a big point here, that in Jesus there's life. There's always going to be life if you're coming to Jesus, and meaning eternal life. You know, apart from him, there is no, we don't have, uh, you know, freedom. We don't have an abundant life. We have a, a destructive life. Well, one day being, if we're apart from Jesus, we won't have, you know, the good life. We're going to have the bad life. We're going to be living in hell for all eternity. So he uses it 36 times. So what are the essentials for human life? There are at least four that we can think of. The first is what we're going to talk about today, and that's light. If the sun went out, everything would die. So if you're on a planet and it's all dark and there's no light or nothing, there's no, you're not going to find a living creature. It's going to be dead. Next is air, then water, and then food. So G, what the Bible talks about is that Jesus fulfills all of these. In John 20, 22, he says that Jesus is the breath of life. John 4, 10 says that Jesus is the water of life. In John 6, 35, it says that he is the bread of life. And in fact, in John 14, 6, when we get to that, it says that Jesus is the, that he is the very definition of life. You know, in John 14, 6, it says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And so it's a big deal. And so if you're listening and you're a follower of Christ, try to understand this, pray that God and the spirit would open your eyes to this, but how big and how magnitude of the, uh, how big this is that Jesus first was the word, but now he's the light and he's the life. And not only that, he's the son of God, but um, I can't wait to cover all of these and dive into the, you know, the book of John more, but for today's purposes, let's turn our attention to Jesus being the light of the world. In our reading today, John is going to talk about this light. Light and darkness are a recurring theme in John's gospel. And John is going to show us that the coming of Jesus brought into the world the dawning of a new day. Just as the first creation began was let there be light, so the new creation begins with the entrance of light into the heart of all those who believe in Jesus. So remember in 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, We are a new creation in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are being new. Once Jesus comes into our life, the darkness that we once lived in is now gone. Because Jesus is in there, we now live in light. And as, as the, when, Jesus, when God said in the beginning, he created the heavens and the earth, he, he made life exist at that very moment. 
Well, life at that after we sinned, life was decaying. We were we were destined to hell. Jesus Jesus had to come to save us from our own destruction. And when Jesus came onto the earth, he was bringing back that light. He was he was saving us from the darkness. And so that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. So let's go ahead and read um, we were, we're John 1. We were separated with, from him. So yeah. that, again, that's the absence of light again. That's so that's it. why we were in darkness, because that's it. there was no light. Yep, that's it. All right, John 1, starting in verse 3. In no, him, 4. In, in verse 4. Yeah, we, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Do you know what John means? What? Gift, gift from God. Amen. Um, whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Hmm. So yeah. the, the coming of Jesus brought with it the conflict as the powers of darkness opposed it. So when Jesus came into the world, darkness screamed. Darkness put up its, you know, its front and said, whoa, this isn't right. But let's break down verse 5 real quick. So it says, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So that Greek verb there to for overcome means to grasp or to understand. So let's read it again. So it says, The light shines in the darkness. So Jesus is the light. So mm-hmm. Jesus shines in the darkness. Darkness is evil. Darkness is everything that is wrong against God. Okay. So light shines. So Jesus shines against everything that's against God and that everything that's against God does not understand the light. And so that's basically what that verse is saying. And so he's in, 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 you know, like people in general, they will not understand what the Lord is saying and doing as a result, they will oppose him. And so how often does that happen to us? Like you, you would see somebody that's really different and because they're so different and we don't understand them, immediately our flags go up and we go like, ah, I don't know about that person. I don't know. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah. And then <clears throat> I, I think a lot of fear comes that way too, because we don't understand somebody. We just automatically fear them. Go, you go back to that. Still in verse five, it says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. And I, maybe I'm, you know, beating a dead horse here, but I... Think, I think about this as, like, take a room, right? And there's a candle in the room. How much darkness can you add to that room to make the light go away or to, to lessen that light? You can't, yeah. right? There's no mm. amount of, you no. can't, add, again, darkness isn't a thing. Darkness mm. is the absence of a thing. So mm. that's, man, and I think that's what that really gets driven home there, the second half of that verse. It says that darkness cannot overcome it. In fact, it can't overcome it. So no, and 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 there he's there. This verse is basically saying that not only they can overcome it, but they just can't understand it. They yeah. can't comprehend it. It is um, it's outside of the realm. And I think that people that are living in darkness, the Bible is very clear. It says that you know you can be talking to them in uh, in a spiritual way, or you could be talking about the things of God, and they'll look at you and say like, that makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> And it's because thou they know is darkness. They don't have the decoder ring. They cannot comprehend it. 
The only way that a believer can get the light is is by accepting Jesus into their heart, is by believing upon him, is by surrendering their life to him. And the Bible says that that the Spirit of God will now come live within them. There it is. And in that's where the light comes. But that's the only way you can understand anything of God. And so that's the only way that you can comprehend light. We can't. It's like, you know, it's you know, we, um, I don't know, I was just trying to figure out how could we use like sunglasses as, you know, illustrations. Like you have these sunglasses on because you, you just want to stay in the darkness. But Jesus wants you to take the sunglasses off so you can see everything in its original beauty. You know, have you, sometimes have you put a sunglasses on and you're, you look at the ocean and <clears throat> you can, but when you take it off, it becomes more brilliant and more bright. It's almost like once the spirit of God is inside it, you, it, everything becomes more brilliant. It makes more sense. All life makes sense. Purpose makes sense. Everything makes sense. But apart from that, you just, you're living in darkness. I don't know. What are your, what are your thoughts? I see you thinking. I, I think you need a <clears throat> pair of polarized sunglasses is what I think. <laughs> But whenever Jesus taught his spiritual truth, his listeners interpreted it in a material or physical way. The light that Jesus was giving them was unable to penetrate the darkness in their minds. Think about that. Hmm. So Jesus was bringing forth something that was so surreal. He was bringing to the earth something that was so grand that 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 it, that the Jesus was giving them on us was unable to penetrate the darkness in their minds. This is crazy. Wow. It's like, you know, Satan strives to keep people in the darkness because darkness means death and hell, while life means life in heaven. So, I mean, have you ever, you know, had temptation and um, you know that the Bible says, no, that's not the very best way. Um, But if you were to give in to that temptation, you can have it immediately and you can enjoy, you know, whatever that, that temptation will give you at that time. And what happens is, is, is Satan is saying, yeah, keep doing that, keep doing that. And you slowly start falling away from, from the light because you keep gravitating to the darkness. You keep gravitating to what is not, is the very best. And so that's Satan's ultimate goal. If he can, if he can diffuse out that light and what is the very best, then he's, he's won. Any thoughts, Bob, on that part? Yeah, my... My mom used to say nothing good ever happens after midnight, and I think it's kind of the same thing, right? <laughs> it's because it's that's what you know. It's the darkness, and we've talked about this before about um, you know Satan trying to isolate you and, and keep you away from your group of believers. So you know we've seen you know even people in the faith they get caught up in in sin. And what does Satan want to do? He wants to isolate you. He wants to shame you. He doesn't want you to be sharing that with your brothers and sisters. Yeah. He wants to keep you in the dark because there he can control you. You get you bring it out in the light. It's almost like when, where is it? In James, I think James 5, where James says, you know, we, we need to confess our sins to each other, yeah. right? Um, that the right yeah. verse or not. But um but by doing that, what we're doing is putting it out in the light. And it yeah. takes that takes Satan's power away when you bring it to the light. So. Yeah. It just made me think of, too, um, think about it. When you you can go to um, anywhere and people will talk about Buddha or Islam or, you know, Hinduism or whatever. And people can have conversations about it. And people are enlightened or they, oh, wow, that's amazing. But minute you bring up the name of Jesus, people automatically get offensive you know, don't tell me your religion. Don't push that on me yeah, or don't do that? that because he's light. Yeah. <laughs> and so because it, it's he's bringing with the light, the truth and truth is 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 the line. And and so 
the other religions or the other uh, faiths that are out there are man's attempt to to reach God. They're man's attempt to try to figure out how could they, you know, make sense of their life. How could they feel good about themselves? How could they get accepted by God? Where Jesus is 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 God coming to earth pursuing us. Where Jesus is is the one that's saying, "Hey, I'm going to lay down my life for you. It's not anything that you can do. I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to set you free from the the bondages of the world." I'm I'm going to set you free from the sin of the world. I'm going to take that away from you and I'm going to love you and I'm going to pursue you where religion is. I'm going to do myself. I'm going to put myself in a position to figure out how I can do that. So again, why do, why do people allow, talk about the other religions? No big deal. But when you talk about Jesus, it's off. It's because he is the light. That's so good. Yeah, the world is like almost accepting of world religions. You know, there, it doesn't, it doesn't confront, <laughs> it doesn't offend them, but you bring up Jesus and man, yeah, yeah it changes you get things. Attacked. That's, that's good, a good reason yeah. why. You know, John 8, 12, I want to read this verse real quick. It just okay. says, and Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I love it. Isn't that great? Yeah, it just follows that life, you know, and again, it's light, light is life. Without, there, without any light, there is no life form. So we are destructive. We are going to hell for all eternity without the light of Jesus. And and that's just the truth of what the Bible says. But in him, we can do all things. In him, all things make sense. In him, we have supernatural power and authority to do things. All right, let's move on. All right, so verses 6 through 8, let's jump ahead. We see the ministry of John the Baptist. We know that John was sent as a witness to Jesus. He was sent to tell people that the light had to come into the world. Israel at the time was blind to the Messiah. In verse 7, the word witness used here is a key word that John uses a lot. He uses the word witness as a noun 14 times and as a verb 33 times in his gospel. John wants us, the readers, to know that there were many eyewitnesses to the life and testimony of Jesus and to John the Baptist. And John the Baptist was one of the most important to do so. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the whole big thing about John and Paul did this as well. But, you know, when you talk about John, Peter and James, I mean, they're coming from direct one-on-one contact relationship with Jesus. And um, so John is trying to do his best to make uh, it a big deal saying, Hey, I was eyewitness to everything that we're going to be telling you, everything that we're going to be saying, I saw this firsthand. And, and then he was saying that John the Baptist was the greatest to do so. I love what, um, Uh, Leonard Ravenhill said, he said, John the Baptist never performed any miracles, which is crazy, yet he was greater than any of the Old Testament prophets. And we got to understand that that John the Baptist was the last Old Testament prophet. You got to, you know, because, oh, he's in the New Testament. No, Jesus is the beginning of the New Testament. Jesus is is the is is the essence of when it really started the turning point yeah kind of like but, our calendars right? yeah but john the baptist here he is he didn't do any miracles but jesus gave him precedence and said there's no one greater than him and i think us christians sometimes overlook john we're going to talk about him a little bit later as we get as we continue to read on but i don't think we should overlook the the magnitude of how huge john was and so what john would do is he would 
He would come and he would tell the Jews, and we're going to talk about that later, he would tell the people to repent. He would be baptized to change your life, to get ready and prepare yourself because the Messiah is coming. Behold, the and Lamb if you're, of God, right? If you're not humbled and if you're not repentant, how are you going to receive him? How are you going to be able to see that he is the Messiah? So John was basically telling people, if you need to do this. You need to stop living your life the way you do. Let's let's be baptized. Let's repent. Let's change our ways so that when the Messiah comes, you can receive him. But we know what the Bible says, that they received him not. The Jews had a blind eye still because they did not adhere to what John was doing. But many did. Many of his followers, many of the John the Baptist followers followed Jesus, the Bible says. So many did. But all right. So why did people reject Jesus? Verses 9 and 11. It said, the true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. So again, so John the Baptist's focus was to help people understand that the Messiah was coming so that they could receive him, but the people rejected him. Why did they reject him? It says it in John 3.19. Read that. The light has come into the world, and people love the darkness. There it is, right? People love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. And why do people love darkness? What do you, where does that come from? Because <laughs> it hides their sin and hides their shame. I think, they think they do. They think it does anyway. It, the darkness is control. Okay, so darkness is I'm in. I'm in control. I am my own boss. I am my own man. I'm the one that makes the decisions. I'm the one that figures out. Pat me on the back because of how hard I work. Pat me on my back because I have all this knowledge and all this wisdom. Pat me on the back because I work really hard and I'm really well educated and well studied. Pat me on the back because I can problem solve and I can figure out all these things. And so people like living that way. People feel comfortable living in the darkness. They feel comfortable um, walking that way. But what Jesus is telling us, he's saying, listen, surrender all of that to me. I want you to worship me. I want you to sit at my feet. I want you to be still in my presence. And I want you to allow me to work all things together for your good, for those who are called according to your purpose. I want you to let me figure out your next steps. I want you to live your life to please me. I want you to live your life in such a way that you bring me glory in everything that you're doing. I want you to have freedom. I don't want you to have that burden or that bondage of having to figure out your next steps. I want you to have peace in the midst of a circumstance. I want you to have joy when it makes no sense to have joy. But the world says, well, that doesn't make any sense. Why would I let God do all that? He, is he real? Is he this? And John is saying, yes, I'm an eyewitness to everything that I'm saying. It's real. It's true. Believe me. And the world is rather to live in darkness. They rather continue to, to make their own path. Where Jesus says, I am the, the, the path. I am the way. Well, if you go the other way, you're missing out on the truth. You're missing out on light. You're missing out on victory. You're missing out on everything that is good and above reproach because all the world can give you is darkness. It will always bring pain. It will always bring destruction. It will always bring weeping. There's, there's no good in doing it on your own. The good comes from letting Jesus, who it, the Bible says is, God is good, First John. He is, God is good. He is faithful, and that's what he's asking of us today. Thoughts, Bob? I, I heard a preacher say it say it this way, specifically about men. He's like, 
we're always seeking silver. Like he, you know, he's a preacher, right? He's got all of his words start with S. So I remember him saying, he said, men seek silver, they seek self, they seek sex, and they seek sloth when they should be seeking the Savior. That's it. I mean, that pretty much sums it up. Yeah. So we're, we're looking for anything other than um, what it is. You know, the world can only offer us a copy of the light. That's good. Jesus is the OG, the original light from the beginning. OG is original gangsta. I was going to just ask you. I didn't know what OG meant. Yeah, I had to, I had so to throw like that out. California lingo? Yeah, someone came up to me one time. They said, man, you're like the OG. And I was like, what does that mean? The what? They're like, you're the original gangster. Like, that's cool. I was like, okay, I'm going to use that for Jesus. So the, the world, I need to make a note. The OG is original gangster. So Jesus <laughs> is the original gangster, the original light from the beginning. And so, gangster Jesus, I like it. So everything that Satan does is a copy. That's he true. he is not the creator of anything. So true. He is not the inventor of anything. He is everything that he offers is a copy. It's a it's a mirage. It's it 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 never is is never long lasting. It's 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 always it's always gone before. I mean, you can think, oh my gosh, this is incredible, but I promise you. Your sins will catch up to you. You know, you think that you're getting away with something? Well, no, you're not, because ultimately you're going to reap what you sow. There's consequences to everything. But when you're living in the light, when you're living in truth, then you're not, you don't have to reap what you sow. Other, that is bad. You're reaping what you sow that is good. And what comes from that? The fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, kindness, self-control, long-suffering. That, that comes from living in the light. So would you rather have that life or would you rather have the darkness life? And there is no other choice. As GK Chesterton said, it's very clear. It's between light and darkness. Everyone must choose his side. And the Bible says in Revelation 3, I was telling you this earlier, it says that, that Jesus says it either hot or you're cold. You can't be both because Jesus will look at you and he says, I want to vomit you out of my mouth, it says in the Bible. And so you can't live in the world and live for Christ. You either got to choose. Do you want to live for darkness and have misery? Or do you want to live in light and have the blessings that come with it? And so that's kind of what's going on right now. You know, but those who don't, re- those who, uh, who don't reject the light receive him. But to those who don't reject the light receive him. Lastly, in verses 12 through 13, but, uh, it says, But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, Amen. who were born not of blood, nor of life, uh, of, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So when Jesus touches you, you become transformed. The Bible says that you become changed, that you, that you take on, you're a new creation, all of the past, whole, all the past ugliness is now behind you. Everything will now be made new in Christ Jesus. He will, he will form you into His image. He will, he will mold you and shape you into a better you. You will then start living and acting and thinking and doing the things that Jesus did. You will start having the power the way Jesus had. So let's just get into our next next part of our reading um, for John one fifteen through twenty eight. But before we do that. John is going to talk about the, the next name of Jesus, which is he, he is the Son of God. In John's gospel alone, he mentions this over nine times. He is going to expand on John the Baptist's role and how he is the one of the most important people in the New Testament. 
John the Baptist is mentioned 89 times throughout the New Testament. Just think about that. Wow. How important was he? He was pretty <laughs> important. He's mentioned 89 times throughout the New Testament. And his greatest privilege was to introduce Jesus to the nation of Israel. We kind of talked about it a little bit before, what his purpose was. But just think about that. You know, Pete, you have a role and responsibility. I want you to call the Orlando City uh, to me. I want, you have a responsibility to be a voice for me. I want, I want all of the people in Orlando to know that they need to be baptized and repent of their sins because I'm coming to Orlando, Pete, and, and I'm going to bring light to this darkness and I'm going to bring hope to them and I'm going to bring salvation to them and I'm going to bring you everything that is good and that's right. And I want you to prepare them so that when I do come, they can receive me. And that's basically what he's saying to John the Baptist, but this is to his people. This is to the, you know, as he told Abraham, remember at the beginning, I'm going to make you a father of many nations. Well, he separated a people to be the beginning, the beginning of something huge, the father of huge, many nations. So everything comes from Israel, the Messiah coming from Israel. So his role was to call them to repent of their sins and the, and the repentance and baptize and, and to live a changed life. So let's read. So let's read John. This is what we're going to talk about. John the Baptist, yeah. 15 through 28. I love that you personalize that. Uh, that's just really good because it is our responsibility as well. So let's read that. Starting in verse 15, John bore witness about him and cried out, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks before me because he was before me. And again, we kind of talked about that last week too. And from, for from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The only God who is at the Father's side, he was made known. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews sent priests and and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And And he answered, No. So they said to him, Who are you? We need to give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now, they had been they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, then why are you baptizing? If you are neither the Christ, nor Elijah, nor a prophet, John answered them, I baptize, I baptize with water, but among you stands one you do not know. Even he who comes after me, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. These things took place in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. Man, it's just powerful. I mean, I I pray that we can kind of give the magnitude of what's going on here. But John the Baptist is one of six people in the Gospel of John who gave witness that Jesus is God. So in John 149, it said, you know, Nathaniel did. John 669, it was Peter. John 935, it was the blind man. In John 1127, it was Martha. In John 2028, it was Thomas and the Lord himself in John 525. But let's break down what John the Baptist had to say about Jesus here. So in verse 15, he was eternal. John the Baptist was born six months before Jesus. So many of you that that have read before, they understand that. Remember when Mary came and Martha was already pregnant? I mean, um, John, what's John's mom's name? My, my mind just went blank. I think um, it was, we got a, 
opened up the book of Luke. Yeah. It's in Luke, right? Yeah, I just my mind just went blank. Anyways, um, so he started jumping up inside of uh, Elizabeth, yeah. It started jumping up inside of in him. Excitement. Yeah, in the excitement. So he's six months older. So Jesus is, uh, so John here is talking about the, referring to the preexistence that Jesus was from the very beginning. So he's not saying that, hey, you know, what, you know, he's the same as me. No, he's, he was way before me, um, not on his birthday. And he also was saying that Jesus existed before he was ever conceived. Um, so I, I, I think what we need to understand here is that John had a role and John was, was from the very beginning was always pointing to the Messiah. He was never saying that he was the Messiah. He was always pointing that everything that he does is to prepare the way. It's to it's to help people understand that we want to come in a repentive heart, a repentive mindset. And he was, and and again, we're going to talk about this maybe a little bit later, but you got to understand the culture of the Pharisees. So when the Pharisees baptized people back then, they always baptized Gentiles. So they would always, they would always take a Gentile, they would baptize them. And the reason why they did is they were baptizing them into the Jewish faith. So if a Gentile came and they were doing that, but the, the Pharisees are looking at John they're saying, why are you baptizing Jews? Why are you, what's going on? We only baptize Gentiles. If you were a prophet or this, why are you baptizing Jews? And so what he was saying is like, well, I'm baptizing in water, but the one that's going to baptize you after me is the one that's going to baptize you in spirit. So he's not saying he's Messiah. He's saying there's someone greater than me, but they're going to, he's going to baptize you in spirit and truth. And, and what wa- the water is basically just saying that he's only saying that you were to repent and, and to be baptized, to be clean, but to walk in the newness of life. He's telling them that, but Jesus, his baptism is far greater. It's bringing a light. It's bringing a new creation. It's bringing hope. It's bringing eternal life. I can't bring in that is what John is just saying. So um, the next way we see how John the Baptist viewed Jesus is in verse 16 through 17. It says, Jesus was the fullness of grace and truth. I love this. We talked about grace. Grace upon grace. Yeah. So um, if, if God dealt with us only according to truth, none of us would survive. But he deals with us on the basis of grace and truth. Grace without truth would be deceitful, and truth without grace would be condemning. Hmm. So let's think about that. Let's just dissect that a little bit. Grace without truth would be deceitful. How is that? Well, just and I'm trying to think. I've heard a bunch of people, a bunch of pastors say it in a little bit different way, but it was like truth, uh, truth without grace. I mean, I forget how it is, but you put me on the spot here, Pete. I know I do but, that. <laughs> it's like I can I can see it in my mind, but I can't I can't put it into words. But it's just. What good is it to be kind and be, or to offer grace if it's what you're offering isn't truth? Yes. And then the opposite side of that, when you flip it around, you can give people all the truth they want, but if you don't do it in kindness and in grace, it's not going to, you know, it, it's just mean, right? Yep. So uh, that's, you, you nailed it. So, so it's, it's, again, what is grace? Let's go back to, if you went a couple um, podcasts back, we talked about the difference between mercy and grace. So grace is a power word. Again, we, we get grace as our tool. Grace is something that is given to us so that we can do the things of God. Okay, so if we did not have grace, we would not be able to do the things of God. Our, our neighbor that is not saved does not have grace. They, they cannot function 
in the spirit. They cannot function the way that Jesus functioned on earth, but we can because of what Jesus did. We now have that grace. We have that tool. So what Jesus brought with him is truth. Truth is everything that 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 is right in the world is truth. Everything that Jesus is saying in the word of God is truth. So when he says that he brought truth, if you shared it with somebody and said, you know, here's the truth, but you weren't lacking any grace, like you just said, yeah. if you did not bring the tools that you're God has given you, you're now condemning them. Yes. But Jesus says truth and grace go together. And so that's what John is saying. He's saying, you know, the, the next verse about John the Baptist is that Jesus was, John said that Jesus was the fullness of grace and truth. It means he's the complete, mm. he is the final trace in truth. He is the beginning, the everything. The definition of. Yeah. And I love that we now have that. So we have now been given that. Again, we go back to the, our first part where we said that, hey, you want to live in darkness? Well, fine. Live in darkness. Figure out your life. Try to control your life. Try to figure out your next steps. Do that. Waller in your sloth. Waller in your sin. Mm. But you're not going to have grace and truth. You're not going to have, you're not going to, you're going to lack understanding. You're sure. gonna you're gonna come to a, a crossroad in your life, and you're just not gonna have the answer. But in Jesus, all things make sense. All things come to light because He is the light. He is the truth, and you then are given tools to be able to be in the light. You're given tools to live a life that's victorious. You're given tools through grace to be able to do things that are supernatural. The Bible tells us that we can do exceedingly, he wants to bless us exceedingly, abundantly more than we possibly think or imagine. Well, that comes because of God's grace. Without that grace, we never will experience that. We never will understand that. We'll be in darkness. It won't make any sense. So, wow, what a powerful, powerful statement. So Jesus was the fullness of grace and truth, verse 16 and 17. All right, what's verse 17? For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So John is saying that the law revealed God's truth. So if the Israelites did not have the law, how would we know that we were sinning? How would we know that we were outside of God's will? You wouldn't. No, we wouldn't. But because of the law, we now know the difference between what is the very best and what is not the very best. And so the law also, what it produced in us is the understanding that we cannot fulfill the law. It produced in us an understanding that we are desperate for the need of a savior. And it created in us a hungry for something for something more. And Jesus came and fulfilled the law. But in Jesus, grace and truth reached the fullness and is now available to all of us. So again, we know the truth. We know what it is. The Bible's given us that. We know that Jesus fulfilled that law. He completed everything. And now in Jesus, we have the fullness of all of that truth. And we have the fullness of all of his grace. It's incredible. I I hope that we're doing justice. I hope people that are listening to understand that. I mean, I know this is deeper saying, but... Um, you know, when the Bible says, lean not on your own understanding and trust and acknowledge me in all things, what he is saying is, don't look at the physical. Don't look at your circumstance right now. Don't do that. I want you to, I want you to stop that immediately. Get on your knees, pray, and just position yourself to praise and worship Jesus and allow the grace and the mercy of God to overwhelm you and, and stay in his presence because he will bring light to what's happening to you right now. He will bring you truth. Don't try to fix it. 
Don't try to, to, you know, try to overcome what's going on, but just be still in his presence and allow his truth, allow his grace to just cover you and, 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 and free you from whatever that is that you're going through. Any other thoughts, Bob? No, you ready to jump into 19? Um, or did we cover 18? No, no, we didn't. Uh, right. So 18, real quick, no one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side, he has made known. He has made him known. Who's he? Who has made him known? Well, Jesus, or John the Baptist or, or God? Jesus Jesus yeah. made God known. Okay. Yeah, so in, in verse 18, John is saying that only God knows what God looks like. <laughs> I mean, that's it. So only God knows what God looks like. So in essence, John the Baptist is saying, Jesus is revealing God to us. We know in 1 Timothy 1.17, God is invisible. Remember? God is invisible. We cannot see God. But we also know in Colossians 1.15, and we cover this a while right. back, Paul tells us that what John the Baptist is saying here, that the Jesus is the very image of the invisible God. He is the express image of his persons. So John is saying this. Listen, John the Baptist is, 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 is giving witness that Jesus is the Son of God. He's given witness that everything that he said is true and that he is God and that he is the exact representation of God. And so Pharisees and so Sadducees, he's telling them, listen, uh, that this Messiah, this is Jesus is the Messiah. He's going to save the whole world. He's going to bring salvation to the world. He's going to bring light into the darkness of the world. He's going to bring truth into that. He's going to give us grace and mercy and, and everything that we need. And so, again, John has just proven a fact that Jesus is real. So if you're listening, again, just try to grasp this, that, that, that Jesus is light in darkness, that Jesus is truth, that Jesus is um, everything that is right, and that John is trying to prove that without a shadow of a doubt. I don't know. Any thoughts? I don't know. We're saying it over and over again, but I can't, we nope, can't say I, it any differently. No, I, that's just, it's really good. I think we got it. I know. I love that, though. So John Baptist said, God knows what God looks like. So, you know, so Jesus is revealing God to us, even though he's the invisible God, God is visible. Jesus is the incarnate and Jesus is the actual physical, the flesh in incarnate to be able to come that. And then Jesus was in the Old Testament many times. One day, let's do a show that just talks about all the different times Jesus Point showed out all up. the places. Yeah, let's do that. That'll be it's fun. Like, where's Waldo? Yeah, let's do in that. the Old Testament. Yeah, let's just do that. So that'd be fun because be I mean, fun. he comes through so many times and I think people would be fascinated that I got to write that down. All right, let's go to the next part. So verses 19 through 28, let's just briefly go through that. So in these last verses of section 19 through 28, we see the religious leaders interrogating John the Baptist. Uh, They wanted to know who he was. Was he the Messiah? Was he Elijah? And, And John denied all of that. Then they wanted to know what he was doing. By what authority do you have to do this? They asked. Remember that? I mean, it's like, what, where are you coming from, buddy? I mean, why are you, why are you so different? You know, why, why are you dressed like this? Why are you out in the desert? What's going on? And um, he told them Isaiah 40 verse three, that he was the fulfillment of the prophecy given that he was to make the straight of the way of the Lord. Um, do you have that verse? Do you want to read that? Yeah. Go in ahead. Fact, I want to read it in context if you're Go okay with it. I know yeah. we're running short on time, but That's Isaiah okay. 40, I'm going to read the first 11 verses because I think it sets up um, what we're talking about in John 1. It says, Comfort, comfort, my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, and she has received from the Lord's hand double for all of her sins. A voice cries in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. 
Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, every mountain and hill made low, and the uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, Cry. And I said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, when the breath of the Lord blows on it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Go up, go on up to the high mountain, O Zion, herald of good news. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good news. Lift it up, fear not. Say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. Behold, his, re- his reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom, and gently lead those that are young. I, You know, here's Isaiah um, giving a prophecy of the greatest prophet to ever live. You know, John the Baptist is, Jesus said, he's, there's none greater than him. And John's responsibility, again, was to bring light, to, to prepare the way for the light to come. So Israel, you know, there's a reason why, you know, all the, the big celebration when Jesus was born is because the, the, the world has been living in darkness to that time. And the, the, the world was, you know, needing hope. It was needing, you know, a salvation. They were, the world recognized that they cannot live up to the law. They are lost. They are miserable. Um, they're doing their best, but they're just not cutting it. And when Jesus came, he came to, to set the captives free. Uh, he came to, to open up the prison's doors to people that had bondage and, and that were in sin and, and that were hopeless. He came to, to do all of that. And, and here is, you know, John the Baptist trying to share with these Pharisees that are living in darkness, basically. And he's trying to tell them, listen, dude, I, 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 all I'm doing is telling people to repent and, and to walk holy because I'm just helping people to understand, hey, get yourself right because when the Messiah comes, if you're not ready, you're going to miss him mm-hmm. and, and you're not going to be able to see him. And uh, my heart is that people would be able to see him. And remember, what, what is the, big, the greatest line that John the Baptist said? He says, I must decrease and he must increase. And, and he understood that he was nothing, even though he's the greatest prophet of all. And he had a role and a responsibility to prepare the way for the Messiah to come. He recognized at that very moment that, listen, my ministry is really not much, but Jesus, you and your ministry and everything that you're about is everything. And in all my life is to reflect that of you. And so that's kind of what he's saying, but let's, let's just reflect a little bit on, on today's show real quick. So, I mean, we talked, you know, a lot of about the light and, and I, you know, let's cover a little bit more of that. And I know that um, I wanted to read some quotes and maybe some other verses that we have um, to help people with that. You know, Helen Keller said that faith is the strength by which a shattered world shall emerge into the light. And, and I think what she's saying is that is if you come to the end of yourself and you're, you're broken and your, your life is just completely uh, spent, you have no other answers. Just believe in Jesus. Just, just surrender to God because there is answers. There is, Jesus brought the answers. He, he, he brought light. He'll, he'll bring, he'll bring hope to your life. And, uh, I think that's something she's saying. Any thoughts with that? Any 
quotes or uh, verses? Yeah, I, I pulled out a few um, verses that I thought just kind of spoke to me about light, and I, I can run through those real quick. Second Corinthians four six says, "For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ." Mm. In, in Matthew five fourteen through sixteen. He says, you are the light of the world. This is in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. You are in the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Mm. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, Mm. but on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. If If you're a follower of Christ and you're surrendered and you're living... You're living in the surrendered life, knowing that God is in charge of your life, and he's the one that's taking care of everything. You have that light, the candle that is lit inside of you. In every room, every place Mm. you walk, that light will be shining. Yeah, for his glory. His glory. He will know. You know, and if you're you're living in darkness right now, Micah seven eight says this. It says, "Do not gloat over me, my enemy. Though I have fallen, I will rise. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light." And so you might be in a position now where you're feeling like you're in darkness and your life is just at the end of itself and you have no idea what to do, but we're telling you right now we have an answer and his name is Jesus. And all you have to do is just say, God, help me. I believe in you. Forgive me of my sins, Lord. I repent of the way that I've done it. I believe that you died and rose again on the third day. I believe what the book of John is saying, that you are light to the world. I believe that you are the word of God. I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you died for my sins and that I can live with you for all eternity. I believe that in my heart and I want to live for you. And and, and that's all you got to say in your heart. You just got to cry out to him and just say, God, I want to want you, Lord. And what Jesus is, it will say to you in return, he would say, he would, he would welcome you into his kingdom. And he would say, listen, well done, good and faithful servant. He, he, would, he, will, he will bring life to you. He will restore hope in you. He will, he will bring peace in the darkness. He will bring you um, understanding when you're lacking understanding. And uh, he will bring you uh, truth when you're seeking and needing truth. And, and that's the basin thing about Jesus. I just, I think about the times in my life and what we, Bob and I talk about on this show, we are tested to live it out. We don't want to be hip, hip, hypocrisy. We don't want to be these people that say, yeah, you need to do this and this is what will happen. Well, everything that I am telling you, the Bible says that by the word of our testimony, you will know truth. And everything that I'm sharing with you to do, I have done. Everything that I have that I teach or I explain by the Word of God and understanding, I have taken this seriously in my own life, and I can I can testify that God is faithful. I can testify in my own life that everything in the Word of God it says is true, and that it has changed me, and that my whole life is different because of Him. And 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 I'm telling you this, and I'm pleading with you. Um, if you have not experienced this joy and this freedom, I pray that God would just invade your life today. I pray that you would just surrender it and give it to him. And so there is hope, you know, there is light. And so let me just pray for us now and, and, and then we'll close it up. Lord, I just thank you and I praise you for this. And God, I thank you for this message again. I thank you, God, that you are you are faithful and true. But Lord, 
I understand that um, you bring uh, understanding to everything because you are truth and light. And I know that we're living in a fallen, dark world. Lord, there's sin everywhere. It's rampant. I know that Satan is constantly trying to deceive us and trying to get us down and trying to get us to believe in darkness. And, and there's a lure all the time. He's always trying to persuade us to do things that are not the very best. But God, I know that because you are light and because of everything in you is true, Lord, we can have victory over that. Lord, we do not have to give in to the darkness. We do not have to waller in our sin. We do not have to, um, to, to live a hopeless life, Lord. We can have hope. We can have purpose. We can have freedom. We can have victory. We can have a, a understanding of truth to be able to get us through and navigate through whatever circumstance we might face. And Lord, more than anything else, Lord, we get you. Lord, we get you. Lord, you're more than enough. Lord, you are everything. Lord, in you, we become complete. In you, we have fullness. In you, we have, we have a, a, a life that, that has meaning. And so, Lord, I just pray that we would listen in, in here, but more than anything else, Lord, that we would just surrender now to you. Yes. God, we love you so much. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So if you heard that and you listened today, we'd love to hear from you. You can go on to riotpodcast.co, C-O, and, and uh, just reach out to us. And, and if you gave your life to the Lord, you can go to Know God and click on that Know God button and type in there and send that out. And we'd love to get in contact with you and, and help get you on your way. But Bob, any other thoughts? Yeah, I just, before I kind of give my social media update, but uh, you know, John was making it, John the Baptist was making it clear to them um, that he wasn't forming a new religion. He was simply pointing people to the Savior, to the Son of God. And honestly, that should be our role as well. We have the exact same job to do that uh, John the Baptist had. What a, yeah. And what an awesome and humbling responsibility that is. So, guys, if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, make sure that uh, you clip. Click the subscribe button. Hit that little bell so you're notified when uh, when uh, new episodes come out. And uh, comment below. Tell us where you're listening from. And we would love to hear that. If you have prayer requests or just something you want to brag on that God has done in your life <laughs> and you want to share with us, man, we would love to hear about that. Um, so if you're watching on YouTube, do it there. If you're not watching on YouTube, you're just listening to the podcast wherever you, you grab your podcast, jump onto our uh, Facebook page and you can comment there and do the same thing there. Make sure you like, uh, make sure you share it with your friends and comment and let us know where you're listening from and if you have any prayer requests and or celebrations of what the Lord is doing in your life, man, we would just be blessed to hear about that and would love to pray with you over that. So guys, it's been an amazing show again. We just love Pete. I love going through this book. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, I don't know how long it's going to take us to get through it. And I don't honestly don't care. Yeah. Um, it, this is just, uh, it, it's just so, so good. It's and powerful. It really, really and, is. And I, I pray that we can do justice because I, I feel like we're so limited. Right. I do. I just feel like I'm just not, I'm inadequate to really try to do justice to the magnitude of how unbelievable God yeah. is and what he does and what he's about. So. Yeah. Take some time, read it for yourself, yeah. dive into, and don't just read it, just digest it. Amen. Just really spend some time uh, trying to figure out just what God is trying to speak to you through, uh, through yeah, this Yeah, if the Lord wills, we're going to try to get through the rest of the book of the chapter. So from 28 on. Uh, for the Next chapter week. one. Yeah. So if you want to read ahead, go ahead. There you go. That might help as well. Well, we love you guys. We're praying for you. And again, if you're in Orlando, join us at uh, the Go Church launch this Sunday. That would be amazing. God bless and have an amazing week of worship, guys. Peace out. This has been the Riot Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, 
please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of The Riot Podcast.